Hey everyone, before we start, if you'd like to see the video version of my episodes, where you can even see what I look like, head on over to my YouTube channel, which is linked in the show notes. Thanks for all the support. Now let's dive in. Success leaves clues. So don't be afraid to check out the competition and embrace or improve upon great tactics that are working for them. You're now tuned into Tender Love and Cash, the place where ambitious men and women turn to for business strategies that not only skyrocket their profits, but also position them to serve the masses and make money doing what they love. I'm Amber Anthony, profit booster, efficiency driver, strategy specialist, and lover of all things analytical. And I'm going to help demystify difficult topics and concepts, crunch the numbers, and use real data to craft a strategic approach that supports business owners with a solid framework to operate a well-planned cash-generating machine. I can't promise to tell you what you want to hear, but I'll guarantee you'll get the guidance you need to hear to launch, grow, and build the business of your dreams with confidence. Let's dive in. Today, I'd like to share with you three keys to my business success. And what is so fun about this is I actually drafted this back in 2010 after being in business for only six years. So not only is this incredibly nostalgic, but I'm kind of blown away on how wise 2010 Amber was and the fact that today in 2023, these three tips are still incredibly value and relevant. So Let's start with number one, don't let go of the purse strings. I'm a huge proponent for keeping your own books. And when your business is in its infancy stage, oftentimes you don't have a choice but to keep your own books. And I know that's difficult for creatives. I know that's difficult for people who are truly wired as a CEO. I myself did not have that problem because I'm wired like a CFO and a COO. So analytics comes very natural to me. It's something that I truly enjoy. So it wasn't hard to adopt, commit to, or dive into. It's actually something that brings me incredible joy. So when I give the tip of balancing your checkbook daily and you're thinking, really? No, really. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you want to know what that day yielded. Why wouldn't you want to see it daily? Because especially in a new business, you want to know what's happening in real time so you can course correct. You don't have the luxury of waiting. You don't have any safety net. So I am not joking when I say that the minute my eyes open, I go into my QuickBooks and for every single business that I have, including my own personal finances, I toggle through each account, log in, and reconcile the daily activities, okay? It is best practices and it has served me well in more ways than one. 
Not only does it allow me to have extremely clean record keeping, right? Because everything is very top of mind, but it also allows me to see things quickly. And obviously over the years, as the business has scaled, I've been able to watch the growth incrementally by the day. Many of you are pulling reports by the month, by the quarter. And though they tell a story, nothing tells a story like having an abundance of data that you're able to sift through on a regular basis. So that is one of my major recommendations. And as long as you have the ability to do it yourself, I highly recommend. But should you decide to outsource it at any given time, definitely make it a priority that you are still overseeing it on a regular basis at a minimum weekly. There's so much that you can catch when you do it in this fashion. Also, when you start to notice the ebbs and flows of things, be honest about your spending patterns and don't be afraid to reallocate within your budget. There is nothing worse than not taking action. There is nothing worse than having an organization that has five departments where two of them are shining stars and three of them are sabotaging the organization because they are not running as efficiently or as tidy as intended. So when you have a good handle on your numbers, again, through best practices, by looking at your numbers regularly, it will force you to be honest with yourself. And in business, it's never personal. There is no right or wrong. It just is. It's cause and effect. It's lessons and what did we learn from that and what are we going to do to correct it. Number two, know what your competition is doing and doing it better. Success leaves clues. So don't be afraid to check out the competition and embrace or improve upon great tactics that are working for them. Ask your clients what they like about doing business with you, but at the same token, ask them what they like about doing business with others in your industry. It's incredibly valuable to get a pulse on the marketplace. Every single year, make sure that you're adding to your repertoire. So once you've perfected either your service or your product, it's time to step up the customer experience. You don't necessarily have to create something new, but definitely be mindful on your retention records. Remember, it's always great to make new sales, but it's even more important to understand all of the metrics with your client base and understand what the lifetime value of that client is and what your retention percentages are. Because why not keep an old client happy while you're acquiring new clients? Hey guys, I just want to take a quick break to thank all of you for listening to the show so far. If you enjoy what you're listening to, consider giving it a five-star rating, a review, 
and even share it with someone who would love to hear this kind of content. Thank you so much. And let's get back to the show. And number three, don't just be an artistic success. All too often, businesses get off the ground because they are, in fact, fantastic. They have an amazing concept or a polarizing leader that is able to take the idea to fruition. But many times, that's where it ends because they didn't follow step one, don't let go of the purse strings. So they didn't understand the day-to-day finances that are propping up all of this brilliance. They work hand in hand. They work in tandem. There are millions of people with great ideas, but what separates the masses is whether or not the company is healthy, whether or not the company can sustain financially. And especially with new business owners, I, I get very frustrated Because their priority in the beginning is logo, colors, on-brand, buying an expensive domain name, you know, creating the perfect Instagram, and they have no idea what any of the numbers are on the back end. They haven't even figured out their distribution strategy. But you know what? They look like a million bucks, but none of the other work has been done. And I really encourage new business owners to flip that. All of that is the fun stuff. It's the exciting stuff. It's what drives the business forward. It's what gets the energy high to get others to buy in to your dream. But before you start to create the dream, you have to lay the foundation. And the foundation is competitive analysis and numbers. Where are you sourcing things from? What is the turnaround? What is the cost? Who's going to run it? Have you done any type of time analysis? Have you run it through three different types of models to see which one is more profitable? Do you understand how you are going to manage talent? Do you know how to acquire talent? Do you have systems and processes in place to ensure that you can actually run a business once you are no longer a solopreneur? All of these things you must think about before you even get to the logo, before you even worry about the trademark or the copyright. I've seen too many people spend their entire budget of, let's say, $10,000 to get the perfect logo, the perfect domain. It's wild. And then when they do end up launching the product or going live with something, it fizzles. I mean, even down to the part of business formation. I've watched businesses spend thousands of dollars to form their business and they haven't even earned one dollar. So it's imperative that you do the mundane work the boring work to understand how the business is actually going to operate behind the scenes before you start to create and bring your magical idea, before you start to bring your magical idea to fruition. I highly recommend that before starting any business, you have a solid grasp on these three keys. Because when I came on board my family business, The business had been 
already in artistic success for eight years. It had an incredible momentum. It had a great client base. It was bankrupt. It was not going to be able to continue, even though it had a phenomenal reputation and it was, again, an artistic success. So by coming in and sprinkling these additional keys is what turned it around. And so this year, we're actually celebrating 30 years in business. So I know a little bit about what I'm talking about, hence the reason I want to share it with you, because I want you to understand that it's just a few tweaks. It's just a few intentional tweaks that can change the trajectory of your entire life. And oftentimes, it involves doing the non-sexy, non-exciting things. But the work definitely instills the worth And I encourage you to allocate time and resources to these very important 